Hello, everybody. My name is Rob Rossi, and this is Getting Lumped Up with Rob Rossi. Today, we have a special interview with Anthony the actor. Anthony, uh, what's your first name and last name? First name is Anthony, last name is Ruiz, like the girl that, that ran the race. Remember that girl that ran the race, the marathon race, and cheated? Yeah. Well, she got on the subway. Well, that's the same last name, Ruiz. That's R-U-I-Z. Anthony, first name. Are you related to DJ Jose? That's his last name. No, I'm not related to DJ Jose, and in a court of law, I will deny that I ever met him. <laughs> so um, let me chat you up. Um, you've been doing acting for how long? I'm a, an official member of Screen Actors Guild and Actors Equity since 1979. I'm an old fuck. Um, don't they have like special housing, like an equity housing? Where is that building located at? Like, oh, uh, the, 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 it's on Broadway. It's 165 Broadway. That's for the equity. And uh, SAG, Screen Actors Guild, has offices throughout the nation. But the one in, in Midtown is on Madison uh, Avenue. 350 Madison Avenue, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah. All right. Let me ask you, uh, which movies? I know you've been in... Um, You've been in a few movies. You were Crocodile Dundee 2, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was the last stunt movie that I ever did. That was uh, where I played a. Uh, you know, I, I started off in the business as an actor slash stuntman. So I did things like I worked on Miami Vice. I I got hit by a lot of bullets on Miami Vice. I worked on the original Miami Vice with uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. Philip and, Michael Thomas. Yes. And uh, in fact, I was, I started off the business being Luis Guzman's bodyguard oh my God. in one oh, of the episodes shit. of Miami Vice called Men, uh, Miami Vice in New York. And it was a special two hour special. I was his bodyguard. And wow. uh, towards the end there, we all got shot up in the original World Trade Center when that was still around. I'm probably the only stunt actor that ever got hit by a shotgun blast sliding across the original marble um, uh, water fountain there that they used to have between the two towers. Wow, that's pretty good. And, and I cracked a tooth. Yes, I cracked a tooth. Um, I was I was switching the channel. I saw, uh, what is it, Madam Secretary? Madam Secretary. I've done, I've done a lot of TV lately. TV is good because it pays the rent and you don't have to kill yourself. A lot of the stuff is... Uh, you know, CGI nowadays, so, you know, you get to do a, a lot of green screen stuff and whatnot. But I was, I played El Chapo in an ma- episode of uh, Madam Secretary. They changed the name to Sergio because legally they couldn't call him El Chapo, but I looked like El Chapo, they dressed me up like El Chapo, and I played El Chapo. And uh, at the end, like the typical, like the typical uh, TV show, they caught me at the end and justice was served. Uh, I'm also in, in, um, in the new show, uh, New Amsterdam. I play Miguel the janitor. Miguel the janitor, taking beds. I saw that. Yes, I've, and now and now I've been on four episodes, and uh, the next one is on January eighth. Well, let me give a big shout out to uh, Big Lee from the Hard Triangle. Big Lee, um, providing great drinks, beautiful looking women, and a great time. If you're ever in these village. This is a hard swallow, and um, you'll be amazed what happens there. 
Back but remember, it's like Vegas. What happened is it's hard swallow. Exactly. Stays it in a stays, hard swallow. It stays in your mouth. Keep <laughs> 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 it in your mouth. Um, I find that hard to swallow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, um, rumor were um, rumor were that you have been playing um, Carl Slim for David Letterman. Yes, I, I was on David Letterman's show. Here's, here's a wonderful thing about working for David Letterman. I never met the man. In fact, there's a funny story. I worked many years ago with a comedian by the name of Steve Martin. I was in the film uh, The Lonely Guy. And so one day I'm in the green room with, uh, with Steve Martin and Steve Martin had been on David Letterman at least 20 times. And I said to him one day, uh, you must really be close friends with uh, David Letterman. And he says to me, outside of being on stage with the man, I had never spoken to him. David Letterman was a very good comedian. He's a very good person, but he's very private to the point where it's almost weird. But I understand him and I understand that privacy. He never said anything to me while I was there. I was there at least seven times. But he gave me he gave me the thumbs up once when I improvised in front of the audience a, a little segment that he had written. And it was just a, a, a lot of fun. He's a great comedian and very strange and very strange man. We also get lumped up here and drink. Yes, I do drink. I do drink here, and it's only because at international, not only do they have the sexiest bartenders, yes, but but they also, but they also, if if you, if you can't smell it because you're listening to it, they have a special aroma to this place that just transcends. Not a stench, and, aroma. And, and it's and it's it's unique. All right. Let's do this shot. Shots. Big Lee. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We got Big Steve also next to Big Lee. It's like the Twin Towers. Big Steve, baby. But these are the towers that don't fall. Now, you know, Rob, I I just want to say, I'm originally from the Lower East Side. Hello. And I I, I started, when I went to college, I went in as a pre-med and let me tell you, why did I go into acting? Only because it was the second longest line with the with as many women as the medical program. Wow, that's impressive. Um, yes. I also heard. Um, I heard that you also uh, at one time you were on the Cosby Show, and not yes. only that, you shared a cigar with Bill Cosby. Like he invited you back to his room. Yes. They used to go to Dr. Cosby. Now he's Comic Cosby. <laughs> I'll have to say, no, in defense of the man, okay, here's how I met him. Did he give me the special coffee? Yes, he did. <laughs> and I don't remember a damn thing. <laughs> no, actually, well, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful story because I, I got hired to work on the Cosby show. And I, was, I played a parent who's upset about the way his daughter was teaching my kids. So that was basically the scenario. And so along the way, one day, he, it was, the way they work is you have one week of rehearsal, and then you film in front of a live audience on a Thursday night and a Friday night. And then they, what they do is they take the best scenes from Thursday and Friday, mix them together, and they cut it in. 
So I was working on the show, and uh, I'm going into that uh, a week and a half already, and he catches me in the back of the studio smoking a cigar. So he smiles, I smile at him, he doesn't say a word of me. Then his assistant one day knocks on my dressing room and says, Mr. Copy, Mr. Cosby would like to see you at the end of the show, Friday night's show. I said, okay. Now I know I wasn't being fired because, oh, yeah. hey, it's the last show. So I walked in, I knocked on the door and I said, hello. And he goes, come in, come in. He says, uh, I saw that you like to smoke cigars. And I said, yeah. And he goes, here, pick one. And he opens up the box and there's all these cigars that I would have to pay a ball, maybe two balls and a leg to buy. They were really expensive cigars. And I went, and I didn't know which one to pick because I, I, my mother always taught, taught me when somebody in your, it serves you something, take the smallest amount, you know, to be polite. And I'm standing there, I'm going, which one do I pick? And so I picked up a little cigar. And he, I said to him, nobody's going to believe this, you know? And he says, what do you want? A note from the doctor? A joke, boom, boom, boom. And I said, yeah. I said, no, but I've got a camera. So his assistant, also the cook, made drinks for us. He took a picture of me and Bill Cosby smoking the cigars, and then I asked him for the band of his cigar. And then I took my cigar, my cigar band, and I saved them. I printed up the picture, I put it in a frame, and then I, I took it to a smoke shop, and I said, how much are these cigars worth? He says, well, the one on the right, which is the one that I had, that's about $85. Wow. But the one on the right is about $300. Wow. And I went, okay. Because I had never seen those labels before. But he was very generous. He was very nice. And uh, uh, he did serve me the drinks. I don't remember what happened afterwards, but I do know <laughs> that I did walk like John Wayne for about a week. <laughs> um... Getting Another thing, um, your wife is also an actress. She was in uh, Kimmy Schmidt, the Unbreakable yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. She, she played the maid in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's also She been... was also in uh, Leftovers. She played like a security guard. Yes, and she's also in The Deuce. The she Deuce. did two episodes of The Deuce. She's right now in Florida. Oh, she's, the one, she's the one sewing the clothes in the back room. Right, she's the one selling the clothes and whatnot. She's in the Purge, Purge. The, the 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 latest Purge, which is Purge Four, why not? Well, it's, the movie or the series? The, the movie. movie. The, the movie. She, she's a wonderful actress. We're both in the same boat. We, you know, I, you know, a lot of people ask me why why do you get into acting, and I, I have the simplest answer, which I wrote in a play many years ago. I wrote a play, and there's two actors sitting next to each other, and they're. good. You know, they're going through rough times because acting life is a rough life. It's not a good life. It's a rough life. And one says to the other, why, why do we do this to ourselves? Why, why, do we, why do we sacrifice so much to be in theater, to do a little bit in a film and whatnot? And the other actor says to the other actor, don't you get it? We're the priests of mankind. <laughs> See, when you want to talk to God, you go to a church, a temple, a synagogue. But when you want to talk to each other, you go into a place called a theater, and you learn about each other, and you learn about... One, book, one, one, one movie that I saw recently that really is the epitome of that is a, is a film called The Green Book, okay? Which is a wonderful book about a black man and a white man clashing and, 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 and being, being on tour in the South. 
and it's it's probably one of the best films. And at the end of the movie, there isn't a dry eye, no matter what color you are. There isn't a dry eye in the theater, and everybody is cheering for this movie. If you get to see it, the Green Book is is such a wonderful. I know what you're talking about. I heard. Yeah, it's such a wonderful film. You want to hear something weird? One of the biggest riots in the Orient side with the Bowery Boys. It was over two actors that did the same play. <laughs> it was in the New York Times, and it's these two actors that one was from here, one from there. They did this. I think it was either Henry VIII or Macbeth, and they both did it. And the Bowery boy just came and they threw tomato at one guy, and that was the biggest riot in New York City in the Bowery. And it was about two actors. It's an amazing story. If you ever look it up, it's one of the biggest riots in the Bowery. Um, it's another interesting thing about you. Um, uh, years ago, I saw something that you play a young grandfather. Yes. How was that? <laughs> well, that, that was how really, the hell are you a young grandfather? I, that, that, I don't know how you. I, I think it has to do with the gray hairs, you know. One, it was the first time that I had to play an alcoholic. Alcoholic, yes, you heard right. Alcoholic. He's drinking at a bar right now. This son of a bitch. <laughs> an alcoholic grandfather to this kid. And he doesn't want anything to do with the kid. He wants to get rid of the kid, send him back to his parents so that he can continue gambling and womanizer and doing everything else that he wants to do. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful film. It was the first time that I had to speak in total Spanish. The whole film is in Spanish. And it was, it was just a lovely film. And it's gotten several awards, and, and I'm very proud of that work, you know? Um, what other stuff have you been in that people might be... Um Fascinated and want to look into your career because to me you seem you live a fascinating life and well, you know it's, and you pay the bills and you're an that's actor. That's it. I'm a working actor. I'm a, I'm a working man actor. If you if you go to IMDb International Movie Database dot com and you look me up Anthony Ruiz, you see all the films and whatnot that I've done. I've got a couple of films still in the can, as they say, that haven't come out. I've got one that's called Eli in which I play the father of this basketball player who is just going down the wrong path. It's, it's been in the cutting room now for four years. I mean, some films take a long time to, to finish. Another thing that I'm, I'm going to be in, um, coming out soon in Ameri uh, New Amsterdam on January 8th, uh, again playing the same role as the janitor. I'll also be in coming out in uh, What Would You Do with uh, uh, John Quinones. Oh, that's, that's a, a reality show, show, yeah, in, a which, show. in which we uh, trick the audience. This one is a very interesting concept, which is what if your daughter is not biologically your daughter and, you, and she finds out? Wow. And so it's uh, how people react to that whole situation. What makes a father a father and what makes a, a father not a father? So it's kind of interesting. So here's another reason you play Wikipedia. You play, no, you played the um, ambassador. Where was the Wikipedia guy? You were on, um, you were on that show, the late night show. Oh yes, I, I I was with uh, with Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. They needed the ambassador of uh, Ecuador to do a comedy skit where he's playing um, what's his name the the blonde guy who's in yeah Wikipedia who's, uh, uh, the Wikipedia Wikileaks Wiki yes uh, and uh, they needed me to uh, curse him out 
And so we were going live on the air. We had to do it all in one take. This was just before the Trump elections. And uh, they called me in and they said, can you do it? I said, I'll try. That's it. That's all I, you know, that, that's all I can do. I went in. We did it on one take. You know, Stephen Colbert shook my hand and said, thanks a lot, man. That was great. And I said, okay, we are, we're going live on the air. And that's it. We did it. He pretty much took over for David Letterman. He's done yeah, he took show. over David Letterman. I think he's great. I think his com- comedy is on, on the top. I mean, the, the one thing that a lot of people don't understand about comedy, there's a lot of dramatic actors that can play uh, uh, comedy. But there's not... I mean, the other way around. There's a lot of dramatic actors that cannot play comedy. Right. But comedians can play dramatic. Because exactly. comedians are always... Yep. Yeah, like comedians, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks, yeah, Tom Hanks is Tom a great comedian. Tom Hanks buddies to... Yeah. And, and it's it just... Philadelphia. Great and, and the bitch about comedy is, once you tell a joke, the joke is dead. That's, but that's what makes the joke so unique, so beautiful. And I wish people would understand that more and give comedy more respect. Because I really do love comedy. Comedy, I think, is king. Wow. Comedy is king. Um, other, so you got a few projects coming out. Yeah, I got a few projects coming out. You got anything else? Oh, you also do, what's the show that you do with actors? Oh, I do. I have a live show at in the live theater. It's at Teatro La Tea. That's down in, in, in the Lower East Side. And what I do is I interview for one hour, and it cannot be taped or recorded. That's the gimmick. And I sit with another That's actor. like getting them top of Rabachi. Right, exactly. <laughs> but here we're taping it, but here, there, there, we're not allowed to tape or record. And what I do is I find someone in the business who's respected, either a writer, a producer, uh, an actor, and I sit there for an hour doing drinks with them and talking about the business. So far, I've gotten David Sayers, who is, uh, it was in Dexter. He's in a couple of other major uh, motion pictures and films. He's going to be coming out in a new series soon. I've gotten um, uh, Richard, uh, Richard Pryor Jr., the son of the, the great comedian. And, uh, and he's done a, a lot of stuff, and he's worked a lot. I've got Liza Colon, who's also a great actress. And I've gotten other people involved in it. Uh, so far, I want to get scheduled uh, to the group is Luis Guzman and, and uh, John Luguzamo. And John is going to be a lot easier than Luis because recently I've worked with John Luguzamo. I did a commercial with him for uh, Optimum, and I've worked with him before. And so I, I hope to get him on. And uh, the next guest that we have lined up in February is Paul Calderon. Um, I enjoy you in two commercials. The Derek Jeter Etienne Wedge. Yes, that was. And then the lottery commercial. Yes, thank you for being a friend with it. Let me tell you a funny story about that Edge commercial. They flew me down to Florida. They said to me, you're going to be in Florida for a week. I said, when do I work? He says, the director says to me, we don't know when you're going to work, but you're going to work sometime this week. So I got there on Sunday. I was by the pool drinking Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the afternoon. The director walks up to me and says, Tony, we need you to get sober for 4 o'clock. Oh, shit. Because we're going to shoot the spot at 4 o'clock. I went in. I, I got into behind the cab. I had that one line. He's got an edge. I set the line. 
They did, okay, let's do it again. We did four takes. In 15 minutes, I was out. Wow. And I got paid more in that week than I've been paid in a lot of other stuff. Commercials pay. So, um, Tony, I got to tell you something. So, um, yesterday, um, the getting bumped up with Rob Rossi um, hit a milestone. We got 500 listeners. It's a very small um, podcast. And I'm glad you're here today, you know, because I have no, a lot of respect for you. you uh, you're a very professional guy. You're a Thank good you. actor. Your wife is an actress. And um, I just wanted to see, um, I wanted to talk to a guy like you because you seem like you struggle, but you also have a good life. Yeah. You, you won't go hungry. Hey, if um, life isn't a struggle, it ain't worth it. What would you recommend for um, future actors or guys that want to get in the business? What would be your recommendation to putting these guys on the right track to do a great job or just to get a job or just to break into the business? What, what will you do? A lot of people don't like to hear this, but the, if you want to become a good actor, it's like anything else. You got to work hard at it, and the only way to work hard at it is do it in front of a live audience. Whether you do stand-up, you do a play, you sing a song, whatever it is that you need to do, do it in front of a live audience. And that's where you, you, you gain your knowledge about yourself and you gain the experience that you need. Because acting in front of a camera is very simple. But if you're doing, for example, comedy, you're not gonna get somebody laughing. The crew already heard that joke. They're not gonna laugh. But you gotta know how to pause, how to take those moments in between so that the audience in the theater laughs. So it's very important that you, you really learn your ropes. You gotta do theater, 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 theater. And that means singing, standing up, doing stand-up, telling jokes singing a song, whatever it is, but do it in front of a live audience. Get that experience. Um, do you have any plays or any other projects coming up in the next couple of weeks or for the summers, things that you do? Because I know you also uh, like to produce and direct and do your own thing. You do a lot of uh, writing yourself. Yeah, I do a is lot of writing. Is there anything you're wanna... doing that's coming out that it's um, your work? Well, right now I've got a TV pilot that I've been uh, shopping around and hopefully it'll take off. Right now, I don't know if it, it will or won't. It's called Cloney Island, and it's a comedy, a dark comedy, about uh, a cloning on the island of Puerto Rico. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it, ta- it takes, you know, it, it, it involves aliens, spaceships, cloning, and uh, the chupacabra. So it's a, yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun and it's a dark comedy and it's a, it's something that I've written and so far people are looking at it and they're kind of interested. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm, as as far as for myself professionally, I've got a a, a blue bloods that I'm going to be shooting on the 14th. That I don't know when that airs. So on the 14th of this month, I'll be shooting a Blue Bloods, and that's how I'm going to end the year, because we're close to the holidays and close to Christmas, and I want to wish everybody out there a Merry Christmas. It's going to be a lot of fun this year, and now that, um, you know, hopefully Trump will be, uh, you know, excommunicated from his uh, throne, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. So, Anthony, um, let me um, chat you up one more time, because... We're going to end the catch. Um, what, uh, what are your expectations for um, 2019? Well, I hope that for 2019, everybody in this country has a, has a, has a positive uh, attitude, and, and, and I hope they have hope in their heart. I hope that people, you know, prosper, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but let's take care of Mother Earth. 
let's be good to the earth, let's, let's take care of each other, and let's unify this nation, because this nation has to be unified, I think it can be, and I think there's a, a lot of positive things, and I think we'll do okay, I think we'll do okay eventually, you know, but I, I hope that everybody has a great, great new year, and let's hope, you know, 2019 is, is positive for everybody. Uh, one more thing. How do can if anybody that's in the movie industry and want to reach out to Anthony or email or Facebook or whatever? What are, what are your email or your Twitter or do okay, you have you, people you, to reach you just in case somebody hears this and actually want to pick you up to do a show or something? Okay, you can you can reach me at Anthony Ruiz. That's A N T H O N Y R U I Z actor at gmail dot com, and you can write to me there and. You know, tell me what you think. Or, you know, if you want to hire me, you know, let me know and I'll pass you over to my agent and we'll take it from there. No, wow. Anthony, thank you for being here. Thank you, brother. Thank, thank you for you. having a shot and having a drink. Hey, listen, if I'm going to get lumped up, this is the place to come. Remember, International with Rob Rossi. And people, remember, don't get drunk, get lumped up.